This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Talking a little Flames on Sports Talk with Jock, a little post-mortem time, and who better to talk hockey than the Flames beat writer for Post Media from the Calgary Sun and the Calgary Herald. It's a real pleasure on Sports Talk with Jock to be joined by Wes Gilbertson. Hey, Wes, how you doing tonight? Well, I'm blushing a little bit now after that intro, but uh, thank you very much. How are you? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm probably better than uh, you know Glenn Gullickson and uh, and most of the guys in the Calgary Flames dressing room. They they played hard, but I guess whatever way you look at it, Wes, uh, the better team won this series, didn't they? Yeah, I think the only thing that that maybe isn't going to show up, you know, on paper five years down the road when when you Google the 2017 Stanley Cup playoffs is, is just how close this series was. Right. Um, you know, you look back to that second round series in 2015, Anaheim wins in five. You look at this one, Anaheim wins in four. Well, I'll, I'll tell you which one was closer, and it's not the one that the Flames won a game in, and I don't have to tell you that. So, um, you know, I, I've been saying this to some people, and I think it's a good analogy. 2015, to me, felt like you know, the older brother holding his arm out, uh, you know, kind of holding the younger brother by the forehead while he swings away and doesn't land any punches. That was 2015 to me. And and this one felt like a fair fight. Obviously, it ended in a sweep. Obviously, as you said, the Anaheim Ducks are still the better team. Uh, but the gap is closing. You know, Mark Giordano said last night, uh, right after the game, you know, we're not going to hang our heads. We have nothing to be ashamed of, and he's absolutely right. This is a, a series that was a lot closer than the end result is ever going to show. Unfortunately, the only guy that, that, that is going to hang his head, and rightly so, because he, he gave up a bad goal in every single game, and the Calgary Flames lost every single game by basically one goal. I'm talking about Brian Elliott. Uh, you know, we debated on this program whether or not you start Brian Elliott in Game 4. They did. Uh, it turned out to be a mistake because that was a very fragile goaltender uh was that the last performance we will see of brian elliott in a flames uniform because i saw your tweet last night you ha- you have the template already in place for the calgary sun and the calgary herald on flames searching for a new goaltender yeah i feel like i've written that one so many times <laughs> that I- i've used up any clever one-liner i might have had about it so you know what i think it was the last we'll see of brian elliott i you know i don't think the the experiment uh worked I'm not sure it's fair to call it an experiment, but, you know, Brian Elliott wasn't the fit here. It was a tough start. He was absolutely spectacular for two months, uh, and it was a really tough finish. And and we're looking at a goaltender market where there are going to be a few possible landing spots. I don't know what Brian Elliott would say. Maybe he'll listen to this and say, no, 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 you're wrong. I don't know how much he's going to want to be back in a situation either that ended with him getting pulled in a must-win game at the end of the season. So, you know, I think that was the end of, of Brian Elliott uh, in terms of his Calgary Flames career. What's going to be fascinating is uh, is where we go from here. And one thing I do want to add, um, and maybe you were going to ask about this in a minute, but, you know, the other guy who needs to hang his head after this series is Johnny Gaudreau. And Johnny Gaudreau doesn't get a rough ride in this town very often, uh, and he shouldn't. You know, he's a spectacular player. He's done great things for the Calgary Flames, but... You know, two assists is not enough production from Johnny Gaudreau in this series. That line was outscored. The entire team was outscored at, at even strength. I think it was 10-2. But, mm-hmm. you know, that line didn't have an even strength goal in the series. So, um, you know, while we're, I guess, piling on Brian Elliott, I, 
I think Johnny Gaudreau has to take a lot of blame on his shoulders as well. He's he's the most dynamic player on the team. He is, you know, the highest paid player on the team. And we know, you know, fans know, the going gets a lot tougher in the playoffs. And, you know, I, I don't want to say because he's a smaller player, it, it, it's tougher for him, but he's going to have to find ways. And, and, and I think you're right. He didn't find ways, did he? No, I absolutely agree. And, I, and you know, Patrick Kane has proven that, that you know that can work. Patrick Kane has, has done some pretty special things in the playoffs, and and he plays a similar game to Johnny Gaudreau. He plays it better at this point in his career, obviously. Um, Johnny Gaudreau's got a long ways to go to be Patrick Kane, but you know he's proven that you can be that dynamic kind of perimeter, slippery little guy in the playoffs, and, and that'll work. But it's tough. You know, it, it is tough. I, I think we, you know I was really impressed with what we shot of Sean Monaghan in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a guy who absolutely stepped up. Now, he didn't score at even strength either, but absolutely stepped up when his team needed him. But, you know, this this has to kind of, you know, leave a sour taste in Johnny Gaudreau's mouth. He has to go home really sour about how kind of the whole season went, but especially the playoffs. You know, he I think he takes it on himself. I think he puts a lot of pressure on himself to produce. He didn't in this series, and and in essentially four one goal games, obviously with an empty netter as well in the clincher. Um, you know that can be the the difference when your star player is, is a non factor or or close to it. You know, in one goal games, that that's something that that has to really stick with him and motivate him as we move forward here. Wes Gilbertson is the Flames' a beat writer for Post Media. Does an outstanding job for the Calgary Sun, Calgary Herald. Uh, we're breaking down the Calgary Flames at 2016-2017 season, which came to an end last night. So, uh, next steps for this organization. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you have some insight. Uh, you know, when does Brian Burke and Ken King pull out that new contract for Brad Trilliving? Well, now would be fine, or <laughs> tomorrow morning, or you know, <laughs> I guess tomorrow for lunch at the very latest. I, I'm, you know, I'm stunned that it hasn't happened yet. I I don't know, um, you know, the Bachelor Living's resume isn't all, or maybe not his resume, but what he's done in Calgary has not been all aces. You know, there's been sure. some some missteps. You know, there's there's been some contracts that probably shouldn't have been handed out, but. You know, this guy, as far as I see it, has done a heck of a job. I think as far as Brian Burke sees it, he's done a heck of a job. So I don't know what the holdup is. Quite frankly, I don't understand it. With the Los Angeles Kings and Buffalo Sabres now having openings for general managers, I don't think you want to get into a point where other teams are are licking their lips saying, hey, maybe we can go get that guy. So, um, you know, if it was up to me, it probably would have been done already. Yeah, it's always easier to spend other people's money, but um, I don't understand the holdup myself. Yeah, so the next big order of business for the organization will be the expansion draft, and and I think it's pretty clear-cut what the Calgary Flames are going to do. Uh, when I look at my protected list, and I'm sure you've done yours as well, uh, there's only one question mark. Do you protect Troy Brower, or do you protect Curtis Lazar? And I think with the upside of Curtis Lazar, you protect him because you would lose him in the expansion draft. So I have no problem exposing exposing a Troy Brower, you know, do the uh, do the Golden Knights want to take an older player like that, or will they take, you know, maybe a younger defenseman like a Brett Kulak? Uh, what, what's your read on that? Yeah, I, I think the, the question mark about who it would be uh, went away when the Calgary Flames gave up a second-round pick uh, yeah. to get Curtis Lazar. I mean, if you got a second-round pick, uh, sorry, if you traded away a second-round pick for a guy and then you exposed them in the expansion draft, 
maybe they should rip up that contract extension for Brad Trilovic because that, <laughs> that's bad business. But um, I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, the other guy we talked about earlier in the season was, you know, do you, do you protect a Michael Furland or not? Mm-hmm. I think he answered that, uh, certainly answered that from kind of January on. So it seems pretty uh, set in stone to me. Troy Brower is going to be the the big name, I guess. Um, you know, maybe the most uh, attractive fish in terms of established players that Las Vegas will have a track at. Now, you know, we're talking about a guy who has three more years left on a, a salary, I think, four and a half million per. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a guy who, you know, doesn't skate uh, on the plus side of, of what the NHL average would be uh, and is only, you know, going to have a little more trouble keeping up as he gets older. Um, you know, George McPhee obviously is the... GM in, in Vegas, he knows Troy Brower from Washington and, and certainly probably will appeal to some of those leadership qualities. But, you know, whether that's a guy that they would go for or, or whether there's maybe a, a lesser known in Calgary system that they have their eye on, I think that's going to be the big question mark on, uh, I believe, June 21st. Yeah, June 21st, uh, exactly right. Wes, unfortunately, we're out of time. we got to move on here on Sports Talk with Jock. Wes Gilbertson uh, from the uh, Calgary Sun, the Calgary Herald, great beat writer for uh, Post Media uh, with a little bit of... Flames post-mortem time here, and we're going to talk a lot more about the Calgary Flames. Uh, We're going to talk to uh, Brendan Parker from Global Sports uh, just after 7 o'clock tonight. And, of course, our NHL insider, Craig Button. He'll have his thoughts on the Calgary Flames at 7.30 tonight. Sports Talk with Jock brought to you by Atco Energy. Sign-up bonus, anniversary credits, and flexible plans that will save your business money. You can give them a call, 1-844-R-ATCO. That's 1-844-R-ATCO. Four four, our Atco. Uh, we got to take a break for the news at the top of the hour. Go nowhere. Keep it locked on News Talk seven seventy. Sports talk with Jock weekdays from six thirty to eight p.m. on News Talk seven seventy Calgary CHQR.